what really helped propel the construction of the lake was the 202 freeway. So there was a time where the, the 202 was supposed to go along the Price Road corridor, which is a 101, but it was supposed to go down McDowell. Scottsdale didn't want it. And at the time the mayor of Tempe said, hey, we'll take it because great things happen off ingress and egress off of freeway systems. Um, so then it moved to where it is today, the 202. By building and constructing the 202 freeway, that really helped channelize Tempe Town Lake. Tempe Town Lake, a shimmering body of water alongside a freeway in the middle of the desert. An anomaly to say the least. While it's one of Arizona's most visited public attractions, the lake is a part of something much larger. The Rio Salado project was started by students at Arizona State University in 1966, and Tempe Town Lake was the first developed part of that project. In this episode of Valley 101, producer Amanda Luberto explores the project's history and how it connects the valley together through the unexpected ways of water. 55 years ago, James Elmore posed a challenge to fifth-year design students in Professor Robert McConnell's class at ASU. As the Dean of the College of Architecture, he gave 16 students eight weeks to create a plan for the dried-up Salt River that would combine flood control and environmental design. Even though the river was dry, it was prone to flash floods during the monsoon season, which would wash out roads and destroy bridges. A goal was to create channels that could regulate the unpredictable waters. In the spring semester of 1967, the project was presented to community leaders and was coined the Rio Salado Project. Sometimes the simplest names are the best names. The land was unused, but able to be developed according to Professor McConnell, and the project showcased how it could be restored and useful. A few years later, in 1969, a third rendition of the project was presented to about 100 civic leaders at a conference in Scottsdale. Rio Salado III was much more detailed and caught the attention of Valley Forward, a sustainability nonprofit in Arizona. And in 1971, Valley Forward, which is now called Arizona Forward Association, paid the Maricopa Association of Governments to conduct a study to see how achievable it would be to put this plan into action. Throughout the 70s and the 80s, residential and commercial development continued near Tempe and ASU. And in 1987, the decision to see the Rio Salado project come to life through an increase in property tax went to the ballot. It failed. It failed everywhere except the city of Tempe. The mayor at the time was my dad, Harry Mitchell, and he said, you know what? It passed overwhelmingly in Tempe. We're going to go ahead and move forward. That is Mark Mitchell. He was the mayor of Tempe from 2012 to 2020, and his father, Harry Mitchell, was the mayor of Tempe from 1987 to 1994. We heard from Mark at the top of this episode. Mayor Harry Mitchell's decision to move forward would eventually result in the creation of Tempe Town Lake. Tempe city officials realized not only the environmental and sustainable benefits that this could have, but an economic one as well. The city's project manager for constructing the lake, Steve Nielsen, said, quote, It's too valuable of a resource for us to just turn our back on. 
During Harry Mitchell's time as mayor, he bought more land for the city to develop around the lake and set up funding. But it wasn't until 1997 under Mayor Neil Giuliano that the city broke ground. We basically aligned the capacity of the city that we had to what there was tremendous public support for and articulated a, a tremendous public value to the city. And was it controversial? Yes. Was, it, was there an element of risk with it? Yes. But it was within the capacity that the city had to take that kind of a risk. Mayor Giuliano says the key to the whole thing was creating a financial plan that people could support. And I can remember a conversation with then finance director for the city of Tempe, Pat Flynn, uh, then development director um, Dave Fackler and Rio Salada project director Steve Nielsen, basically saying, guys, we need a plan on how we can actually fund this, not just the construction, but in perpetuity with the various landowners around the lake. Let's come up with a finance plan that I can take to council and that uh, we can get support for so we can finally move this whole thing forward. It cost the city of Tempe about $45 million to make Tempe Town Lake. And in June 1999, they started to fill it using water from the Central Arizona Project. By July, it was full. And in November, thousands awed at the nearly 1 billion gallons of water that turned a dry riverbed into a lake over 30 years after the project was conceived. All right, so let's pause and recap. Students came up with the idea of the Rio Salado project. Dean Elmore championed their idea and brought it in front of local leaders. Mayor Harry Mitchell pushed for it to become a reality. It went to a countywide vote, but only passed in Tempe. So when Mayor Giuliano picked up that project when he was elected and broke ground on what is now Tempe Town Lake. But it didn't always look the way it does now with the towering glass business buildings, apartment complexes, and hotels. When Mayor Mark Mitchell was elected, developing that area was a big goal. So one of the great attributes when I was mayor was, you know, you're never going to be done redeveloping because Tempe is landlocked, and you're going to continue to redevelop redevelopment projects throughout the city. It was important for Mayor Mark Mitchell to bring people to that part of Tempe, and the development of the very accessible Tempe Town Lake provided endless opportunities. You see the success that you're seeing now on the lake and with the 202 freeway and Tempe surrounded, you know, we are landlocked, but we're also Tempe's the only city in the valley that's surrounded by five freeways. So you have easy mobility and access points. Tempe's truly multimodal. Um, when I was mayor, I helped secure the federal funding. I worked with a lot of different entities from Valley Metro. We worked with the business groups to help secure that streetcar funding. And then obviously we had the, the light rail. But the Rio Salado project was always meant to be more than just Tempe Town Lake. It was meant to revitalize the Salt River that stretches across the valley. So in 2017, the late Senator John McCain renewed the idea of creating a system that connected different cities and communities along the riverbed. He told the Arizona Republic years ago that this could transform an untapped valley treasure, and he quickly gained support. This became Rio Reimagined. 
and in March 2018, 100 of the state's most significant leaders and politicians joined Cindy McCain in committing to Rio Reimagined, a 55-mile development across Metro Phoenix aiming to regenerate the Salt River and provide connectivity. The Rio Salado project through Rio Reimagined goes from Buckeye in the West Valley to the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community in the East Valley. Six cities, two Native American communities, one major university, Maricopa County, the Salt River Project, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and the Environmental Protection Agency all collaborated on one project to connect the valley through water. During my interviews, it was made clear that the mission wasn't just to make a giant Tempe Town Lake across the valley, and that each municipality has a different vision for what they want it to be. And those visions have layers of importance. Here's Mayor Giuliano again. One, of course, is uh, the opportunity for just reclamation and figuring out how do we reclaim this land Uh, within the river bottom in some cases, but certainly on either side of the river bottom, north and south, um, so that it's productive for the community and so that residents and visitors alike can uh, appreciate uh, a relationship with Rio Salado, the Salt River, the way the earliest people in our region did when the river flowed all the time. One of these communities on the far east side is the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. They are a sovereign tribe in Metro Phoenix, meaning that they have the right to govern themselves and have always had a strong connection to the river. The community is made up of two distinct tribes whose names translate to river people and people who live near the water. I spoke with Chris Haran, who is the Environmental Protection Natural Resources Division Manager for the community And he said that when they started developing the Salt River with the Rio Salado project, they went right to the people. And then what we did is we went out and had an outreach event for the community members to say, this is the part of the river. What is it you guys want to see? see What what do you want to look like in 15 to 20 years? And that took, you know, we had three or four of them. So they got to give some feedback, see what things look like. And that kind of, it was a very interactive one. So we got a lot of data from that about what they want. And And the community, you know, that's how we kind of do it the old traditional way of getting people there and getting information from them. And and that gave us a lot of things that we can kind of go back to and then talk to our administration and say, this is what we received. Chris mentioned that the community is in conversation with places farther down the river like Buckeye, but mostly keep up with what Tempe and Mesa that are closer to them are doing in their development. But ultimately, it's a project with one goal. What it does is it's trying to bring people with different interests with the same interest, right? Because all of us have the, really the same interest with respect to that area. What can we do with it to make people kind of, you know, I, I think ASU said it one time, get out of their cars and, you know, put the car somewhere else. Let's get down there and see if we can get them out of the cars and then have some events for them to do. And if you've been in Phoenix a while, you know that it's a driver's city. But each part of the Rio Salado project has a different idea as to what will get people out of their cars. Yeah, so I think each one will be uh, individualized for the community. But I'll tell you where our community is. We kind of like natural areas, right? Um, Our idea is not necessarily to, and this is the current one, not necessarily develop every single square footage we can get. Our idea is to have paths 
parks, all the things that you and I know, you want to make it really nice. You can't have building, building, building. You have to have an integration of everything into that area. And I think the community has always been a big um, proponent of parks, natural areas, things like that. And even in Tempe, where buildings and businesses are more of the focus, they're asking similar questions. How can it be a resource for the community economically, from a recreational standpoint, from a quality of life standpoint? How do we put that land to use for the betterment of the, of the residents in the city itself? And that was always a big part of the vision of Rio Salado, was to re- re- reclaim that land as something of value for the community. And I'm sure other communities are seeing the same thing as they talk about what Rio Salado could mean for their community. But at the end of the day, each city and community has to decide what's most important for them when it comes to development along the river. We would say, hey, that conservation, that water, that water is almost invaluable. It might outweigh this particular financial stability. I think it's all in the mix. And when they do it, you have to kind of consider everything. But I noticed with the community, because I've worked here about 12 years, is that they that, that's there and it's important. But there's other things that are just as important. As far as what the future of the Rio Salado project might look like for these towns, some might stick with a more natural environment like the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. But something like Tempe Town Lake might work for other cities because frankly, it's been very successful for Tempe. As we have seen, it has more than paid for itself. And the return on the investment that we made 20 some years ago to build Tempe Town Lake has not only been brought to fruition in terms of its success, but is now encouraging others to think about what they might envision for the dry river bottom area within their community and come up with something that will be right for them. Mayor Giuliano and Chris Haran both emphasized their excitement to me that the Rio Reimagined Reboot is giving places across the valley the push to invest in the future of their homes based specifically on what their citizens want. The river had always been a way to connect people across greater Phoenix, even before it was known as Phoenix. And the Rio Salado project, an idea conceived 55 years ago, is striving to bring that back. I will never look at Tempe Town Lake the same now. Thank you so much, Amanda. Maybe they could even build a bike path along the river so when it's maybe a little cooler outside, you could bike more easily across the valley. It would be fun. That's all for this week, listeners. Before we go, a social media note. Valley 101 on Twitter is now at AZC Podcasts, where you can find more information for all of the podcasts by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. Say you're a fan of Arizona politics, be sure to check out The Gaggle, where reporters break down local issues and help you keep up with what matters in Arizona's political news. All right, I'm Kayla White signing off. Take care.